When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Easy Wild. Cats podcast. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right. I got a t- slight issue right here. Joined by Anthony Gimino, pinch hitting Anthony Gimino, a big Red Sox fan. Thank you for hopping in here, Anthony. Appreciate you. Yeah, like, I'm not sure what the Red Sox have to do with anything. I thought this was the D-back show. So I, yes, I, maybe I've been the wrong podcast. I'll just fill in while you work on your headsets, Mike. I am a thing. You think Brad Alice is coming on too, so. Brad Alice is hopping on. That was okay. not false promising by me. All right, now, let's talk about this Arizona Wildcats basketball team. Anthony, you watched the game. I was there. And I'm going to say this. This is a drastically different team than last year. You can just tell immediately from the athleticism perspective and the ability to be able to just make plays off the bounce. This is going to be a lot different team than last year's team. Yeah, which is going to make it eventually a much better team because they're going to have, I think, you know, Tommy Lloyd's talked about they want to build in some margin of error. You build in some margin of error by being able to play great defense and being more athletic. So they are those two things. I'm not going to draw any conclusions from an exhibition game missing three rotational players. But But go ahead and do it. I'm going to look at individual guys and say, that dude looks the part, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, K.J. Lewis. First of all, that guy looks yeah. really impressive in a uniform. Um, but let, Mike, let's talk about my guy. Cause you know, you get, you subscribe to my weekly PHNX newsletter. Oh, I do. Yeah, you do. So you, uh, you, you don't, yeah, I can see by the look on your face that you don't, but you should. Well, I know, but Anthony, I don't need to because I'm in steady contact with you, but I should, you are right. Anthony, right. go with what you're going to say though. The Don right okay, here. Well, for this week's newsletter, I wrote, well, okay, you remember, Mike, when we were doing radio on uh, 1290, mm-hmm. every year I would pick a guy to be my guy, mm-hmm. right? And usually that was, you know, it wasn't uh, Alonzo Trier. It wasn't DeAndre Ayton. It was, it was Dylan the, Smith. It was, a little, it was a little guy. Sometimes it was Dylan Smith. Sometimes it was uh, Kadeem Allen, you know, right. kind of more the the – just tough, hard-nosed guys who didn't get a lot of credit sometimes. Clearly, my guy this year is Keisha Johnson. Yes. I just love everything about him and what he brings and what he's going to mean to this team um, because I think in that one player, he encapsulates 
everything that's better about at least potentially better about this team. Are are you familiar with Aaron Torres? I am. Yeah. Aaron Torres tweeted out and he said, Mike Luke, can you confirm what I'm hearing about Keyshawn Johnson? And I thought about saying I should actually just tag Anthony Chimino in this, but I took all the credit for myself. But you're exactly right, though. Keyshawn Johnson is somebody that Arizona, I'll go I'll go a step further, has not had in the Tommy Lloyd era. In that right. he's about he's six foot seven, 225 pounds, something like that. And First of all, he plays with a ferocious motor, as Jack Murphy said on this show one time. And on top of that, he's got pretty underrated footwork. He's also not a goon with the ball either. You watch him, it's not like it's, you know, he's got some, you know, he's got some dexterity to him as well. And when he's around the basket, he's either dunking or getting fouled every single time. It's, it's, it's remarkable to watch. Yeah, he's going to be very manly in the post. Which you know we love to balance, um, but you know strength and and sometimes right. getting a physical was you know an issue with him. That's not right. You know you you cannot find me a tougher player in the country than Kishaw Johnson. You're not going to right. You know you can't. You're not going to out. You're not going to intimidate him. You're not going to out physical him. And he's going to love being in this offense because he'll get two to three easy baskets a game that he didn't get at San Diego State, just because he's playing in this tempo and getting those buckets in transition. So everybody, you know, you look at his stats, his stats at San Diego state don't overwhelm you, but they also yeah, play first one to 40 playing, wins. Yeah. He was playing in a team that's in the bottom third or worse in terms of tempo. Now he's in a right. top 10 tempo team. He's going to just automatically get free buckets just because of that. Well, he's going to get a couple buckets a game just because he's cleaning up on the glass then he's going to get a couple buckets because he does have some moves. You know, he is going to drive and get fouled, drive and get a lip. He's easy, like a 14 point guy. Without I think he's a 14. Yeah. yeah he's a 14 and 10, 14 and nine. Sure. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, he's going to get 10 points just by running the court. And I think yeah. that was kind of yeah. your point. And, yeah. and he's, and I think he sets the, tone for everything on the defensive side. I mean, because let's be honest here, last year's team overachieved. I mean, during the regular season, obviously, but I never, I was never fully confident in the team just because you didn't really have the, the toughness was always, you had people that would talk, but they weren't necessarily tough. And on top of that, you didn't really have dynamic athletes. And that's with all due respect to Kirk Carissa. He did some really good stuff, but I don't know that anybody would watch his play on the court and say, that's a tough dude out there. Whereas Keyshaw Johnson, we'll get to the perimeter in a second. I think he's going to set the tone for everything out there. He is a, like I said, he's a machine, Anthony. You can, uh, you can uh, spike the football again. Yeah. Yeah. Not every, not everybody I pick as my guy ends up being great. Right. You know that Dylan Smith, Dylan Smith. Although I don't know, I'm not going to defend Dylan Smith anymore. Um, he, I had my reasons, you know, I, I felt bad for him because it, remember that one year where he had to play, he had to start and play like 30 minutes a game. Right. Come on, man. That wasn't, that, that's, 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 that's not that's what he's not, here for. That's not right. his fault, man. He's there to play 12 minutes a game of good defense. But anyway, so let's not talk about Dylan Smith. What is clearly more apparent about this team is that it's three-dimensional. Last year's team was two-dimensional. Offensively, it was two-dimensional. You had guys who could just camp out, shoot, set shot three-pointers, or you just threw the ball into the interior and had a post make a play. 
this team has the extra dimension of you've got multiple guys. Every new guy they added has a mid-range or uh, off the off the dribble game or get all the way to the hoop game. Right. Three dimensional. Just like us, we are now three dimensional. Speaking of which, the third dimension right here, the great William Brad Alice. Hello, sitting in his gamer chair right there. Hello, William. How are you? Not my gamer chair, but yes, it's a gamer chair. It's a broken gamer chair, too. So if I fall, right, there's you nothing, know why. All right. There's nothing wrong with that. I'll tell you what, though. Let's get let's regroup here because we're going to talk about Keyshaw Johnson in this perimeter, which I'm very, very excited about. But first, a couple reads. When was the last time you guys went to Circle K? Be honest, Brad and AG. Be honest. It's been at least 48 hours for me. <laughs> how long, how long has it been for you? It's been at least a week. All right. Well, well either way, just because they're slacking doesn't mean you should slack. Sorry. All right. Either way, join Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. I've been trying to get my street cred up, and so I have been hanging out on Grant and Oracle at that Circle K right there, nonstop, uh, getting gas. I have gotten gas there twice in the last month. If that counts as nonstop, I will take it either way. And... Shady Rays. Now you look at Anthony Cimino and say that's the sage of the Southwest, right there, a uh, a regal individual. What could make Anthony look even cooler? Shady Rays. Come on, check it out exclusively for our listeners. Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to shadyrays.com and use code PHNX for fifty percent off two pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over two hundred fifty thousand people. All right, Brad, we were talking about it. Anth- uh, Keyshawn. Johnson is AG's guy, and this entire roster is drastically different from last. Brad, did we lose Mike? We lost Mike, or you didn't move for a second either. I don't like, <laughs> but I see something like I saw something moving. Yeah, so uh, Here we go. Johnson, All right, yeah. sorry. Yeah, Mike. Mike doing his best uh, uh, human statue impersonation. Very impressive. <laughs> we got you, Mike. That was good. We'll, we'll just we'll do the rest of it. No, no. Yeah, I appreciate ahead. it. No, it wouldn't be the first time you bailed me out. I appreciate that. Yeah, but you got uh, like you saw Johnson, yeah, sure. Mr. Efficiency, eight for eight from the field, two for two from the line, twenty three point. What was it? Uh, twenty three plus minus in twenty two minutes. <laughs> um, yeah, what's not to like? I mean, we knew he was going to be important. We knew he was going to be the glue guy, 19 points in 22 minutes. Uh, you know, why don't we throw in five assists? Because I saw that coming and four steals. <laughs> uh, I think the only problem might be he had four turnovers. But, uh, you know, these games tend to be sloppy. It was sloppy early. Um, as I was joking with someone, so, uh, you know, because I'm Mr. Transparency here, um, I watched most of the game at my son's baseball practice and I'm looking down and my daughter's watching with me and, it's, I think, 31-28 uh, Lewis and Clark. And right. then all of a sudden, it's 31-31. And then next day, I look up, it's 38-31. Mm-hmm. And right. next day, I know Arizona's up by 20. Um, so, yeah, it was one of the and, – and that happens, these exhibitions. But the fact that, yeah, Johnson – we knew he, we know he's going to rebound. We know he's going to defend. We know he's going to be high energy. But if, I mean, if the guy can shoot – 50%, I think we're thrilled. And the fact that the guy shot 100% had 19 points. Again, what was it? Five assists, four steals. And a three. If he can, if he can do that once every 
three or four games, we're going to be thrilled. And yeah, the three pointer. And you know, we we know he likes the three. He shot the three at San Diego State. I I you know we all also knew that his best game was the the moving off the screens, whether he's screen and rolling or or he's utilizing the screen. That mid range game is not too bad for him. But yeah, if he can knock down the occasional three. If he can be an efficient scorer, that just makes this a more potent offense. All right, let's talk about Caleb Love now. And this is for you, Michael Defoe. All right, Caleb Love was very uh, kind of a lightning rod as far as, you know, what people expected from him coming in this year. Um, I think that he is going to be perfect for this team. I don't, I don't see him playing like he did at North Carolina. And quite frankly, Arizona had nobody like him last year on the team. They could get to the basket. They could get his shot. I don't see him having the three for 21 games just because I don't think Tommy Lloyd's going to allow that. And I don't think the offense is going to allow that either. Guys, I am a big fan of what Caleb Love brings to this team. AG, Brad Ellis. Yeah, totally, totally. Uh, I think he's... You know, he can be the high volume guy, but he doesn't have to be the high volume guy. So I think if he's super selfish, he will shoot actually shoot less. I, th- I think that's his goal. I mean, mm-hmm. if he wants to show he's the better all around team player who can fit in anywhere, he's going to shoot less and do like he did tonight and have seven assists. Right. But he's also going to be a big shot taker. There's been there's been some Arizona teams in the last four or five years. You had guys who did not want to take the last shot of the game. Last that's year's team. Be, that's not going to be a problem. Including last year's team, 100% correct. That's not going to be a problem if you've got Caleb Love on your team. Right. Yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, going back to that, just like we didn't see Kishaw Johnson being a high assist guy, I don't think we saw Caleb Love, although we thought he might pass the ball around more because, he, again, he's auditioning for something. He's right. trying to get in the NBA <laughs> – he knows his role in the NBA is as that is a combo guard, if not a a, a backup scoring point guard, um, with his size. So the fact that he was nine of twelve, which is phenomenal, but three of the three of the misses are from behind the arc, but he's fifty percent behind the arc. Right. You combine that, not only seven assists, but zero turnovers. Yeah, and, and again, I think. I think a lot of Caleb Love's issues are going to be resolved now that he's back under the tutelage of, of Steve Robinson. Um, I imagine that he and, and Coach Robinson probably had to have a long talk um, to see you know, where his head was at after last year because there were some locker room things at North Carolina. Um, he is a guy who can shoot you into a national championship game mm-hmm. and shoot you out of a game against Virginia Tech on a random right. Wednesday. So – yeah, he has to play a little more under control um, because he's showcasing for the NBA. You know, we talk about, you know, guys who come back and have to showcase something. Some guys have to prove they can score. score. He can prove that he can be efficient without the ball. And tonight he looked uh, pretty good doing that. Yes. And on the perimeter right here, listen, you didn't have Pella Larson. You didn't have Umar Ballo, leader of men, Mount Crevis. And you still had a lot of talent out there. That is, I think, what's really impressive about this. Just look on the perimeter. You were missing Pella Larson, but you guess what? You had Kylan Boswell. We're going to get to it in a second. You had Jaden Bradley. You had KJ Lewis. You had Caleb Love. And let's talk about uh, KJ Lewis for a second. I, um, excuse me, sorry. I always like giving sheer. problems when they misevaluate players kj lewis was a misevalue that is not what a top that is not what a fringe 100 player looks like right there that is what 
a top 25 to top 30 player looks like. I expect big things from KJ Lewis, Anthony Jamino. Do and you and I'm sure you will love uh, mentioning that to Sheer once or twice. But yeah, if you just showed me a picture of him in a uniform and said, is that a top 25 kid or a top 125 kid? I would have I would have pointed to the top 25 group. Right. Um, but just they have a lot of redundancy on the perimeter, which is a good thing. And even without Larson, they still, you know, they started shooting. They didn't start off shooting great tonight. They ended up shooting a very respectable uh, percentage, 9 to 26 from 3. If they're in that range, great. 26 is probably, you know, probably too much for them over in a, in a real regular season game. But I think they're going to shoot fine. they got enough shooters, and they've got enough guys who can create now. We, did, we talked about that earlier, but that's the big difference. They got a bunch of dudes, including at the point guard, who can get his own shots. That they don't have to just sit off a screen. They don't have to sit and hope right. the ball comes to them and they can shoot a three. So they got a lot of depth. I mean, they still played, you know, they played a ton of 10, they're 10 healthy scholarship players tonight that were still pretty good. You know, there's there's some young guys who play tonight who aren't going to be playing in the regular season. Right, Mike? Yes. Uh, uh, there's certain players, I mean, but we're, you, can't, you can't play 13 guys, Mike. So we can play Dylan Anderson. We can find minutes for Dylan Anderson. Know, somewhere. I'm, I'm, I'm shocked that we're about 17 minutes into this. You have not mentioned Dylan Anderson before this, but we'll I'm sure you're going to get there. Brad, KJ Lewis, what do you see? You've seen all the guys over the years. You're a son Adams, you're Jawan McClellan's different kind of players, but similar body stature at the same stage. Yeah. And this is, I don't mind miss the grind of, recruiting i don't miss those phone calls five days a week i don't miss uh getting tipped off that a commitment's coming and you have to leave dinner or your fantasy football draft or um you know what whatever i miss though getting out to the events and actually looking at guys because i like to trust my own eyes and i can tell you um there have been more guys i who have stunk i've been right on than guys who were good that i was wrong on um and I would like to have thought that I would notice that KJ Lewis was pretty good. Um, because again, I didn't see him until in person until the red blue game. And He's I, a two, he lived here in Tucson for two years. Yeah, my friend, he did. He did. Um, but my first thing, and I didn't hear you make this comparison and I'm like, are we sure Hassan Adams didn't have a kid 18 years ago? Um, because he looks like Hassan Adams. physically yeah. looks like Hassan. He's not he as explosive, but that's like saying, um, Hassan might be the most explosive player that's exactly. ever come through the, here. The, yeah. He's top five, right? <laughs> right. I mean, that's like saying Salim Stoudemire doesn't defend as well as Reggie Geary. Okay, yeah, he's still yeah. top three. Um, right. But KJ Lewis is is really good, and there's some rough spots. There's some things to iron out, and uh, he's not a finished product. Um, but I also know, looking at how recruiting rankings are done, a lot of it's based on your NBA upside, um, as opposed to how good you're going to be in college. Um, that's why, you know, and I know they do this in football more than basketball. There can only be 32 five stars in football. I don't know if 24 seven does the same thing with basketball to project one for each first round draft pick. So you could be 33rd in the nation and you're a four star, even though you're just about as good as 30. So, yeah. So KJ Lewis looks like a misevaluation. Now he's not going to have, I don't think that huge impact this year because of the numbers game. 
but he's going to be like Hassan was as a freshman where you kind of force your way on to a certain each yeah. game. You start getting a few minutes in there and there are going to be games much like Hassan and Andre that they're going to be the difference makers. Right. Um, the one of the top four biggest mistakes Lute Olson ever made was in that 2003 Elite Eight game starting Salim, who's my favorite player of all time in U of A history and Channing Fry in the second half, because when Hassan and Andre were on the floor, Kansas had no answer. In fact, I was there walking off uh, the, the floor at the pond, and there was, I forget who was interviewing Roy Williams, and his assistants were off the side, and they looked shell-shocked. They had no answer, because a month before when they played him in, you know, Lawrence, it was Salim who killed him, and, and Jason Gardner. Um, my point being, there's going to be nights, and it might be against the weirdest team, but it might be against UCLA, where K.J. Lewis is the answer. And he's going to come off and play like he did tonight and score 14, 15, 17 points. And then two nights later or a week later against Oregon State, he's going to play four minutes because it's just not the right matchup. And I might have my teams wrong, obviously. But that's, I think, going to be the case for a lot of guys this year. If you notice tonight, mm -hmm. Kylan Boswell and Jaden Brantley combined for two assists. Right. Arizona won by 40. Right. <laughs> um, most nights, Caleb Love is not going to lead the team in assists. But that's why this team's so intriguing because he can. There, my guess is we're going to have four different guys, maybe five different guys, lead this team and assist at different points this year. Tommy Lloyd was having a little bit of fun with our buddy Bruce Pasco here. You guys are going to yeah. like this. That's yeah. called a tease. But first, BetMGM. Before the year, I told you. Uh, Vegas is behind the University of Arizona Wildcats when it comes to football this year. Anthony Jamino is co-signed to this one as well. I still think they're a little bit behind. But again, mm -hmm. sign up for BetMGM. Use bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM sportsbook wager through the BetMGM sportsbook mobile app of at least $10. You will receive $200 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for details. And again, take the over of the Wildcats. Uh, well, it's it's too late now, but yeah. you should have taken it before the season. All right. Now, let's hear our uh, – and uh, let's see here. Okay. Let's talk. Here's what Tommy Lloyd said. By the, the way, all right. Let's Gambler, Gambler, Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. All right. There's nobody in the media that I enjoy more than Bruce Pascoe. I think he's an absolute treasure. Bruce is very unique, but what you see with and as Anthony and Brad can attest, you're not going to find a more pure-hearted person in the world than Bruce Pascoe. He's incapable of lying. He's incapable of doing mean things. That's just Bruce Pascoe. Would you guys co-sign this? All good. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah. All right. So Tommy, when Bruce uh, told him that Press Row was paying closer attention to the D-backs game than the exhibition, he said, Bruce, that sometimes shows in your reporting. <laughs> that is awesome right there. And keep in mind, Bruce was with them for yeah. two, two weeks in Israel. Can you imagine being with Bruce in Israel for two weeks? But uh, that was that's awesome. Tommy Lloyd also gets it, though, because I guarantee you he was saying it with a smirk. He wasn't basic, basically saying, eh, stay 15 feet away from me or whatever it was. 
This just feels, and we talked about this a little bit before, and I want to get your take on this, Brad, as well. This just kind of feels, and it's a different era, but this just kind of feels more like the Arizona basketball that we can, that at least I came up watching. Yeah, I'm going to uh, I'm going to go find that video, mm-hmm. but I think you're right. I mean, Tommy probably said it with a smile and right. with a, with a little bit of purity in his own heart. Right. Whereas Sean Miller would have said it with a purpose. Right. And maybe a glare. Yes. Right. You know? Yes, for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, Bruce, that sometimes shows in your reporting. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd like to see the video. He might have been talking about press row in general. I mean, you know, who, yeah. uh, you know, we know the other characters out there. For sure, I haven't seen it yet, but I'd I'd love I'd love to see it because My goodness, has- there are there are a lot of characters covering Arizona. Yes, yeah, yeah, I can't even imagine yeah. some of these but, people. By the way, Mike, I'm going to tap out, leave you and Brad because you only need one government employee to. All right, real quick before you sign off. Technically, we're a nonprofit, but yeah, we do government work. Yeah, real quick before you sign off, then what is your take on the great Dylan Anderson and his performance? Twelve points, six rebounds. Yeah, well, less about the actual exhibition game, Mm -hmm. and more about he looks just physically so much better. Yes, I know you. I know you've talked about it a lot because you are the Dylan Anderson expert. Sure. Uh, but his his physical remake from freshman year to sophomore year is is is, is apparent. Um, has he moved ahead of Vasar in the rotation? Probably. Just based on tonight, for whatever, take that for what it's worth. Uh, you know, Vasar, you would have thought last year would was the guy ahead, lost his confidence, lost all his playing time, and now he's got to fight for it back. And I think that's not super big opportunity for dylan all right anthony i'm impressed mike that's all i wanted to hear that is our show clip for today anthony jimino we appreciate you as always my friend guys take care all right thanks all right brad let's talk about this backcourt a little bit here um jaden bradley i don't know if you saw it or not jaden bradley had a dunk in traffic he's um and we're gonna get to boswell because boswell is gonna be the bigger contributor this year bradley reminds me a little bit and again is he i I would assume I would assume, I would assume, but just because he's been here, he's got there's Paul. Go ahead, go ahead, say it. Go ahead. Bradley's, Bradley's look better in the. I've seen him play four, four and a half mm-hmm. games or whatever. If you count, Boswell didn't look great overseas. Right. He didn't look great in the red blue. He looked okay tonight, but Bradley's been the better guy so far. Right. Um, he's definitely think- more athletic. And there's definitely minutes for both guys, but man, and I know someone wrote it here. I think it was, uh, well, I'm not going to repeat that because it might be, might reflect poorly on me, but uh, the guy who likes uh, a, a, a certain type of uh, bean um, oh. thinks that he's going to uh, run 0.60% of the time. And I could see that. Um, now a lot can change between now and the first real game. Um, but yeah, I think right now to me, Bradley just looks a little more comfortable. And maybe again, it was a long summer for Bradley. He had the you know USA stuff, um, or excuse me, for Boswell. But I could see the ball being a little bit more in Bradley's hands. And again, that that the Boswell's not going to play. I mean, this again, KJ Lewis is probably your fifth perimeter player, and that shows right. you how good this group is. Um, but yeah, I think Bradley has a big role. 
Bradley definitely has a big role. And I think with uh, with Boswell, I think in uh, Udifo popped back in here. He said Boswell's kind of a three-level scorer. I'm, I think Boswell, we're going to see with Boswell that uh, he just clicks under Tommy Lloyd. I think that um, you watch him, he's slimmed down a little bit. I've never bought into that. And again, I know that it's different now because a lot of kids just want to leave after two years or whatever it is. We've seen guys that, We've seen a lot of players here that we know what one and dones, two and dones look like. That is not him to me. He does not look like that kind of an NBA player that uh, um, people are going to come, you know, and say, bring you in. Um, I, uh, but like I said, I, I disagree with you a little bit there, Brad. I like Boswell more in this role. I just think he looks steady. I think that, uh, I think Boswell is going to be 14 points, four, four assists, three or four rebounds. Something like that. And See, I think now, again, I was answering your question as if he's the point guard. Um, he's a better scorer. Yes. Um, we didn't have an assist tonight. Again, I think Bradley has played better as, as the point guard. I think Boswell definitely can score. Boswell's again, then there'll be nights. Boswell leads his team in assists. As again, I said that it's going to spread around. Um, but if we're taking the entirety of the last five games, you know, the three overseas, red, blue, this one. Bradley's been a little bit better. Now, do I think that – do I think – again, do I think Boswell's bad? No, no, no. Boswell, Boswell's a very efficient scorer tonight again. And I, you said, we've said that about almost everybody, and I think we're going to say that about everyone but Polly M. And, uh, uh, right. well, Polly M. Everyone Just else Just Polly M, right. At, you know, when Vasar 60% shooting is one of the worst of the starters, uh, you know you had a good night. Um, but you know, I, again, I just think, I think Bradley is, is really good. And I think he's been undervalued a lot because he kind of got lost in the shuffle. He's not yeah, the I, big splash transfer that, uh, you know, Caleb Love and Kashad Johnson were. He's not the big, you know, he's not a seven foot two kid from Lithuania. He had an up and down season at Alabama. Uh, but I think, I think he is, is going to be a, a really important player for this team. I think there's a little bit, and again, he's not this player. He's not this because, again, I'm talking about a top three or four player in school history. And, well, in Mike Bibby and Jason Terry. But I think there's a little bit of that here. And again, not nearly to that extent. And that one of these dudes between Boswell and Bradley, one of these guys is going to be here longer than the other one. Just, you know, I'm not saying that one's going to be in the NBA. One might just go overseas, whatever the case may be. But I think you have some pretty good point guard stability there for the next couple years with these guys. Ironically enough, Bradley's build and game reminds me a little more of Bibby. Um, and and no one's Bibby, but you know, he's that thicker guy. He's you know, kind of kind of kind of likes a little bit of contact. Bradley's a little bit more of a dynamic athlete, which JT was that fluid. Um, right. No, but yet Boswell may be the guy who's here longer, just because he doesn't have an NBA game. Right. A, a traditional NBA game, um, although I'm, you know, you see a lot of guys who are getting start to be built like him. So yeah, I think I think though that comparison of those two guys as as dual point guards, and I think there's a lot of similarities to that team. When in reality, there were times Miles Simon could run that offense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there were times, you know, maybe maybe not Mike D. Um, but but those but, three could run the offense outside. And of Mike I think D. you've got four guys when you throw Pella Larson in there who can, if in a pinch, again, I think there'll be nights. Pella Larson's the leading assist guy. Let's um, talk Pella Larson right here again. Sure, I am with Pella Larson. You're bad. My bad, Pella Larson. 
I always have to paraphrase this by saying, my bad, Pella Larson. My bad. Um, I think this team, though, is going to be able to accentuate all of the positives that Pella does have, though. Pella doesn't need to try to create off the dribble or do that. Pella is very good at cutting to the hoop, finishing in traffic. He's a good athlete. He's very strong. Um, when he doesn't do one of the, he generally is good for like one or two really odd plays per game. Good set shot, three-point shooter. I think these three guys are going to make his job and his role all the much easier. Yeah, you know, one thing I could see, though, I could see Pella Larson having the ball in his hands for game winners because you're going to have someone's third defender on him. Time's ticking down. You're, you're, you're playing man-to-man defense. Who's your best defender going on to? Right. Caleb Love, right? Right. Then probably Boswell. Then Larson. So if you're getting a guy and suddenly you got the guy, you know, the, again, someone's third defender, he can create off the dribble at times. He can get into the lane. Um, and then if he misses, Kashad Johnson's there for the finish. But I think there will be some interesting times where Tommy Lloyd's going to play with those matchups and end up getting Larson the ball late in games um, because, again, he can score in a variety of ways. And it could be a game where that's only his second bucket of the game, too. Um, right. Larson, this is going to be an interesting team because there's going to be a lot of games where a guy's going to have 18 points one game and four of the Yeah, next. for sure. And for sure. Arizona's going to win both of them. Does this feel like this is going to be Lloyd's best team to you? Maybe not that they'll be a number one seed, but the team when you hit NCAA tournament time is going to be the toughest out. Yeah, because they're the most versatile. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you could argue that the first team had the best top three. Right. Um, oh, no, no doubt, no doubt. You know, I mean, Matherin, Terry, Tabellus, you know, I mean, I know right. Coloco was drafted higher, but this one, though, is so much deeper. Again, you can play a variety of basketball. Right. Um, you know, you can go four guards and still have a seven-footer in the middle, or you can go four guards and have Kashad Johnson in the middle. Right. Um, you can throw a tough lineup out there. You can throw an athletic lineup out there. You can throw length out there. You can throw speed out there. Um so, yeah, you've got great – again, the only thing you don't have is that pure 6-7 scoring wing. Mm. Um, but you got – you could also throw out four 6-4 guys. Right. Who can now. So, yeah. So, um, I I could – yeah, you can just – they could, yeah, they can play so many different – maybe the only thing they can't play is that pure physical Big East basketball – but but I don't know why they I don't know. But you still I, might be able to throw out Balo, Kashad, KJ Lewis, Caleb Love, and Kylan Boswell, and maybe play that way. Yeah, I, I think you or can you play just that try way. to run that team off the floor. I think you can play that way. Real quick, also time to become a PHNX diehard. No better time. Get all the merchandise, all the cool stuff, discounted rates, and you can uh, uh, let's see what else you got. Discord chats, watch parties, all kinds of different stuff, and access to all of the different stuff right there. Ch- become a PHNX diehard. See, I, I disagree with there well, a little bit, Brad. I think this team can play pretty much any way you really need to for the reasons you just laid out. If you got to go big and tough, I can go Umar Ballo. I can go Keyshaw Johnson. Heck, I can go uh, Pella Larson at the three right there. I can go and then uh, Caleb Love and whoever that is at the – that's a pretty tough physical team right there. Yeah, but – just say it. Just say someone it. Someone punches you in the mouth. It, other than Kashad Johnson, we sure these guys are responding because they didn't against Princeton 
And Princeton's not – oh, they did against Houston. And Princeton's not a physical team, but I think Umar Ballo could thrive in that hey, style. What about I Caleb know, Love? I think Caleb Love – that's what I said. Caleb Love and Kashad Johnson I'm not as worried about. Right. right. Um, so, yeah, but – Man, you True. get into one of those 51-49, they're not calling anything. You're playing, you know, you're playing Marquette in Chicago. Right, right. Um, right. you know, you're playing Xavier. <laughs> um, so yeah, it could. On the other hand, maybe you just throw out all those athletes and you just run them off the floor. I will say this and bear down our bear five two zero down just said uh, he just made a really good point. He said, we don't really know about Boswell in this spot because he didn't really get to play against Princeton. So, I mean, he's yeah. another guy's uh, he's another guy, Patrick Stark. I disagree. We've been talking about Caleb love nonstop. We started the show with Caleb love. Well, let's continue talking about Caleb love. I'm going to say it again. Arizona had nobody like Caleb love next year. Again, I'm not making, I don't want to make him out like he's uh, you know, like he's Gilbert arenas, not saying that. But he's clearly a dude that when he gets the ball, he can get his and he can get it in a variety of ways. He can get to the basket. He can pull up. You know, I think what people like you to are saying is they just need it to be more efficient. And that's a very, very fair. Uh, you don't you, you can't have a guy shooting 35 percent. You can't have a um, you if he's around 43 percent. I take that all day and run with it there, William. He knocked. Coach K out of the Final Four. He played a national title game. He gave Coach K an L. We will at, take it. It, it, it on his home last home game. Right. Yeah, the dude. The dude's a gamer. Um, again, last year not a great. Last year that team was dysfunctional too. That team, you know, a lot of the blame goes to Love, and it can't all go to him because um, that team just underperformed. You know, Doug Gottlieb, I thought, made an interesting point um, when he was he talking does about from time to time when he's he does. He does. In his mouth. Yeah, yeah, he does. Um, he he made an interesting point on here a while back where he said, but he said, if you watch Hubert Davis's teams, you were this was essentially a low grade NBA offense that he was running where I'm going to stay stand here at the top of the key. We're either going to go high pick and roll or. We're going to do something where you're going to dribble the ball for 15 times. You're not going to really have that with uh, Tommy Lloyd's. You're going to be in position to maybe get two or three dribbles, but you're not going to be sitting there where the defense is just going to be looking, staring at you for 15 seconds either. No. And again, the thing I come back to over and over is Steve Robinson. If this kid was a turd, if this yeah, kid couldn't true. be coached, Steve Robinson is at the end of his career. And I don't know, two years, eight years. You're not going to bring a guy back you've already coached if he's going to make your life harder. Right, right, for uh, sure. Again, did they probably have to have some heart-to-hearts with Caleb Love? Yeah, they probably did. But my guess is that I feel like he's fully aware that he knows he can't just be a volume scorer and get in the NBA. He's got to show that he's probably, again, a scoring point guard off the bench. A guy who can slide to the two, but is probably going to have to play some minutes at the one, which means you're going to have to distribute the ball and play some defense. And I think he seems to have bought into that. And I don't think Tommy Lloyd does not strike me as a guy who plays baseball card recruiting. Right. And what I mean by that, and 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 I think Miller was at times, and I think a guy like Steve Alford. Oh, this is a really good card. I need it. Need it. Need right. it. Need it. Got it. Need it. Got it. Got. It, got it. Oh, wait, I have nine ball-dominant guards and one big. 
but they're all five stars. So I need these guys. I have five Kobe Simmons on the team. You know, Sean Miller brought in all these five stars. He didn't fit his system. That's why he was better with Kevin Parham. Didn't sniff the NBA. I don't even know if Kevin Parham played overseas for more than a year. But he was Kevin better Parham when he was, had the, Sol- the Solomon Hills. The Solomon uh, Hill Kev- were better than Kobe Simmons, who was a guy who right. did play in the NBA as a five-star. Better right. than Raleigh Alkins. Right. Better because he, he – Alonzo Trier did not fit the Millers. Miller's a system coach. Lloyd, I think, is much more like Lute Olson. Give me these cool pieces. What can I do with it? Right. Um, you know, if Lute had – Lute reinvented himself four times. I think Tommy Lloyd just reinvented himself for the second – for the first time. Yeah. Um, and I think Caleb Love fits into that scenario. So, yes, are there going to be nights that he's going to drive us crazy and he's going to put up a Mark Lyons stat line? Yes. And then he's going to put a dagger in someone's heart. Hopefully, right. <laughs> hopefully it's in Durham, North Carolina. All right. Now, you might have watched him in North Carolina and said, man, I got a headache. I need some OGs. Check out our friends at OGs brands for yourself and try one or a few of their many delicious flavors. Check them out across all socials at OGs brands and online at OGsbrands.com. To find them at a local dispensary near you, must be 21 years or up to enjoy responsibly. All right. Philly B. Got to talk Philly B here for a second. Um, He's kind of been... I don't want to say a running joke. That's not that's not the right term, but it's kind of been just kind of it's been, Philly B's been fun banter. I'll tell you this. I think there's something to be said for somebody that's every bit of six foot eight who comes in and is every single minute looking to get his shot. Let me ask you this. Does Philly B ever play consistent, min- meaningful minutes at Arizona? He might if he sticks around. I'm kind of okay. I got this that. for you. Let's go with this. What place in the Pac-12 <laughs> does the starting lineup of Philly B at the three, Dylan Anderson at the four, right? Henry Vasar at the five, Conrad Martinez at the one, and KJ Lewis at the two? Where I was going to finish. Um. Oh man, probably about fifth or sixth. I was going to say about seven, eight, something yeah. like that. Yeah. That, that, that's not a bad lineup. I was going to say, Brad, you're going with an all-white lineup until you in, uh, introduce K.J. Lewis into it. Well, I didn't go whitewash, um, <laughs> which if anyone ever played Suns versus Bulls on the Sega, you could do I was going to say it's on Sega, yeah. Yeah, um, and that was always my lineup I'd insert, and then I'd go down 10 to the Bulls and have right. the rally back in the fourth. But um, Philly B is not a lost cause, I guess, is probably the best way that I could put it. Again, there are a lot of Arizona teams that Philly B – and Dylan Anderson would be rotational players, and they may not be on this team, right? Um, but they're not—they're not bad. Um, if Dylan Anderson sticks around for all four years, we do agree that he's a starter at some point. We do agree with this. Well, only because he—the only way he doesn't start is they just keep bringing in guys over him, right? But he—he—he he, he could be good enough to be a starter on a good Arizona team. I just don't know if these guys stick around, right? In that's the, that's. You know, because Philly B could look, do I want to try and be a rotational three at Arizona or do I want to go uh, transfer to St. Mary's and, and average 12? Right, for sure. All right, now, we're going to uh, sign off right here. As always, appreciate all of you. You guys are fantastic. Basketball is here, my friends. Very, very excited. Um, 
William Brad Alice, you will be. Can you be back with us on Tuesday, to ten thirty? We're doing it earlier now, though. That's the reason I have. No, you know, I, I, I'm good. The yeah, I guess take my lunch earlier. I'm good. Any of those days that I'm working from home and and uh, yeah, and, and take Perfect. my lunch at a flexible time. I thought well, you just didn't like me anymore. I thought. Well, no, we moved Matt, time. Matt Mulebach is ratings. I get. Yeah, that guy's. You know? Yeah, that guy's. Jason Shear is ratings. No. But ten thirty though, you can just take it easier. Then I like yeah, that or I earlier. Early. All right. Now go over to PHNX uh, um, Diamondbacks right now because they just had a big win. 600 lives over there. Good people over there. Okay. Brad and, Allen- and apparently half of Arizona's press row is watching. Yes, Bruce Pascoe. Hey, I will watching. tell you this. I had it on two screens when I finally did get home, and they were only like, yeah, I, I was watching both. So. Um, and, and was flipping in the car radio uh, right. stations. So Because you're a smart man. All right. For the great William Brad Alice, I am merely Mike Luke. We appreciate all of you right there. The backbone Jacob Franklin behind the scenes. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats postgame.